and hit well to right. Going back, Carroll to the track. He turns, he looks, it's gone. Over the out-of-town scoreboard. And another home run for the Phils. It's their third of the night already. As Castellanos gets in on the party. His fifth homer of the playoffs. And it's 3-0 Phillies. Boom. Mr. October? We called Bryce Harper that. Maybe it's actually Nick Castellanos with another home run last night. Yeah, our guy, Castellanos. Boom. As the Phillies win game one. 215-592-9494. We'll get to all your reactions. Your phone calls coming up just a couple minutes here on game one. And moving forward here, you know, Hugh, Castellanos is doing a great job. He's been on fire. Five home runs last three games, hitting mm-hmm. 370 in the playoffs. And I, I understand there's a feeling out there that, hey, success is success. You don't mess with success. But I'm looking at this lineup, guys, and I, I want to change it a little bit. I want Nick Castellanos to be moved up in the order. Alec Bohm has not hit in the playoffs. He is, he's hitting 167 in now what is amounted to the beginning of three rounds of the postseason. Castellanos hitting 370. And I know it's all good right now, but let me point out, last night we saw Bryce Harper walked once on purpose. I think it's going to keep happening. I, I have a vision of, let's say, Bruce Bochy in the World Series, just just every time Harper gets up, walking him and saying, go ahead, Alec Bohm, beat me, because Bohm is not hitting right now. I just don't know how the Phillies can leave Castellanos so far net towards the bottom of the lineup when he's this hot right now. What do you think? Uh, I think that you shouldn't mess with it right now. I think that you should leave it just be because th- you know what this reminds me of? Remember when Snit, Brian Snicker, mm-hmm. moved the, started playing with the lineup a little yep. bit? I wouldn't play with the lineup until I absolutely have to because you're still scoring runs and you're still putting points on the board. So I, I would not fool with it right now. So they are. They're scoring. I mean, last night they had five. We know how much they've hit. They've hit a ton of home runs. I just I, I think last night we saw a turning point of this where if Alec Bohm doesn't start hitting, Bryce Harper's going to stop seeing pitches. I, I Frankly, I can't believe teams are still pitching yeah, to that Bryce was Harper. Kinda, yeah, they were talking about that on the broadcast last night. Now, until that happens, like it all depends on how it, the ebb and flow of tonight goes. I mean, and then you can revisit this conversation. But right now, I wouldn't do it unless I was forced to do it. Yeah. Until you actually, they start pitching around Bryce Harper, I wouldn't move nobody. So, Rob Thompson was asked about this before the game yesterday. Here, here was his reaction. And remember, last year, Topper was very steady with the lineup through October. He kept Castellanos behind Harper, and that, that version of Castellanos was not very good. He kept Schwarber one. He kept Hoskins two. He, he didn't want to mess with it as they made their path you know, to the World Series. So I'm not surprised he's against it, at least right now. Here's Topper. And the lineup, like, why is it, you know, Boom's been scuffling a little bit, and Castellanos is obviously as hot as he could be. Any thoughts of flip-flopping them back in the order? Yeah, we talked about it, but at the end of the day, you know, you got to trust that Boom's going to get it going. And I really like the way our lineups, um, the length of our lineup with Castellanos, JT and Castellanos in six and seven. I think it, uh, it produced some problems for the other team. So I agree with that part of it. It does. When you have Castellanos seven, it's like you can't breathe throughout the lineup. But here's a spot right now you can breathe. You can breathe with Bohm at four. He's, he's just not hitting. And I, I don't know how much longer they can do this with him at four because I don't think Harper's going to get pitches to hit. Kyle, what do you think about this before we go to the phone lines, all the reaction last night? And I'm, I'm curious what everyone thinks on this. Castellanos is white hot right now, and Bohm is the opposite. Yeah. Um, am I sensing doubt or no faith in, in Topper from you in his today, moves? Joe? Yeah, oh, I, always, I always have faith in Topper. Doubting I'm, I'm, Topper? Well, well, no, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm giving Topper an idea. Okay. Advi- well, uh, free advice for Topper. I got a better idea, Joe. How about Alec Bohm gets his head out of his ass? Like Topper said, he's basically just got to turn around and start hitting. Like, I know you equated it to the Nick Castellanos thing last season, but there was no point 
last season where Nick Castellanos showed that he could, I mean, hit. Uh, there really wasn't a point where Nick Castellanos showed that he was going to be good at the plate. Alec Bohm has. I mean, Bohm has had a good season at the plate. He's just sort of in a little bit of a slump. And besides, it looks like he might be about to come out of that slump. I hit a couple hard-hit balls last night, which is usually a sign of a guy who's about to, you know, they just found gloves, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're, those are going to find uh, gaps eventually. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think this is, like, and plus, like, how could you mess with Nick Castellanos at seven? Like, he is red hot right now, and you want to risk putting that out? Like, the, the old the adage, yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. And this lineup is hitting. They're hitting home runs. At a, I mean, Nick Castellanos himself hitting home runs at, a, at an historic rate. And, I mean, how dangerous is it to have him down at seven in the lineup? I mean, he's at the bottom three in the lineup, and you have that guy down there. I mean, that's scary for the other team. So I'm not messing with it if it's if it's working. I just think it's tinkering with it a little bit too much. I think Boehm is and needs to. Uh, turn it around a little bit. I think he will. I think that's coming. So. Well, I, I think we all want that. If Alec Bohm hits this thing, it's just it gets it goes from where it is now to even better. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Would you swap Bohm and Castellanos in the lineup? Of course, your reaction to game one. Let's get to the phones here. Montage coming up in a little bit. Jeff in Wilmington. Hey, Jeff. Jeff. No, no, no. You didn't want to move. Um, you didn't want to move Schwarber out of the leadoff spot, and he got his first home run. Um, I yesterday. I agree, but I trust Schwarber more. I mean, it's years of of why because it's years. I mean, he's been hitting, uh, he's been hitting and getting on base and hitting home runs since 2015. Alec Bohm has had what two years, a year and a half of of being a quality hitter. So it's it's a little different. Well, one of the best things about uh, Rob Thompson is his faith in his players. And unwavering. unwavering, unwavering, and he knows. There's probably more trouble if he – if you switch Boehm at all, you switch him with Real Muto. That's the only thing I would do, and that's really only two spots in the order. And you got you want to keep Cassianis where he is because he's going to see better pitches, and it spreads the lineup out. That's big in the playoffs, way more so than in the regular season. So you I know, do – Jeff, I do think there's something to that, right? Like, let's say they did it. Let's say they – they, they, Yeah, they, if they took my advice, right, that you'd have a stacked top four, right, you'd have Schwarber – Turner, Harper, Castellanos, but it would be weaker towards the bottom, especially if Bohm continues to struggle. You'd, you'd have a lot of, of outs that kind of stack together at the bottom with him and Rojas. So there is something yeah. to that. Because when you're in the playoffs, you're managing specific situations more so than you do in the, in the, uh, in the regular season. Mm-hmm. So you, you've got to have that spread out or else the bottom of your order, if they happen to not be hitting and there's no power there, you don't have a chance at, a, at, let's say, in a big inning in the eighth inning or the ninth inning when those guys come up. You need that guy like Castellanos down in that order um, because you, you got a pretty good chance of him hitting the ball hard somewhere. And I like that. But, Jeff, there, there is the other side of this that we saw last night, and I think we're going to see it more. If Bohm continues to not hit, they're not going to pitch to Bryce anymore. Bryce is going to get intentionally walked here. Well, I'm surprised that they pitched to him at all. Regardless I agree. Of who's hitting? Regardless of who's hitting. Well, but it's a little. I, th- I think we'd both agree, Jeff. It's a little harder to just walk him if if, if this version of Castellanos is waiting on deck. He's, yeah. Well, Harper's getting close to Barry Bonds' uh, type uh, respect at the plate. I agree. Um, and I'm surprised that they're not taking it. Other teams aren't taking advantage of. But oh well, do what you got to do. But you know, we got guys that can hit home runs throughout the lineup with the way it's constructed right now, and that's the way I like it. Jeff, what did you think of last night? What was your reaction to game one? 
Oh, it was great. Uh, it was a solid win. Kimbrell always makes me a little nervous because they hit balls. He, he can miss bats, but, man, when he doesn't miss a bat, they hit the ball hard off of him. And the reason why that double play happened was because it was hit so hard. It, you know, that's a good point. I mean, it was a nice play by Bone, but it was a reaction oh, play. It's a total it reaction. Was. Like, boom, just puts it his glove awesome. down, throws second base. So, Jeff, we appreciate the phone call, man. Good call as always. Appreciate yeah, you. the Kimbrel thing, Hugh, he is, he's an adventure. Now, he, he, got, he got the got job done. done. He got it done. But it's but an adventure. You don't want the heart palpitations. Listen, th- here's the thing, and I said this to people last night because I was tweeting. It, it's funny how during, before the game starts, we have all this bravado about you know, we're going to do this, and there, I'm 100% confidence, confidence and all this other stuff. And as the game progresses, and I had a couple of tweets where I, I might go watch something else. I didn't, but I just threw it out there. And then all of a sudden I get tweets where, oh, my gosh, you're going to jinx it. Don't do it. Listen, dog, let me just say this. You can't be all in full confident, and then when things start to go a little squirrely, get a little timid. You can't do that. that that's just not – that. those two things to me just don't go together. Got to do a better job of, of holding your holding – your, holding your, uh, Holding your stones. Yeah, I kind of get it though, Hugh, because this is the way I would say it. Like, you know, like, don't jinx it. Well, don't I, jinx it. This is the way I would say it. Like before, we we've we've flown recently, you and I, right? We've yes. gone to, we went to Atlanta. We went to spring training. Like before, I get on a plane, I'm always I always feel good, right? Like this is gonna be nice, smooth, safe. But then if you get on the plane, you feel a little turbulence. It's okay to feel a few well, nerves. But you know what though, Joe? At that point, it's too late because whatever happens, you ain't you ain't got no control over so that. So Kimbrel's the turbulence. Yeah, he's the turbulence. You know what you're gonna get with him, so you just gotta go ahead and just ride that thing out. Yeah, and the Phillies did, and and for the most part, he's done the job. You know, Craig Kimbrel has had a good year for the Phillies. It's mm-hmm. been shaky at times. Second half of the year, not as good. And he's been in these situations before. A lot. He he's has. been in these situations before. He was in the, these in Atlanta. So yeah, you can't you can't do that. You can't be like that. His stuff is also still good. It's not a stuff thing with Craig Kimbrell. It's just he, he just loses the zone so fast at times. Like he just the ball, he has no idea where it's going at times. Like it, it, it's a strike, and then all it, like I think last night he threw three straight strikes to the first batter, and mm-hmm. then he just went off the rails for a, few, you know, a couple minutes there. That's who he is. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. So Jeff, our last caller, made the point that Topper stuck with what worked last year, and we give him credit for that. Mm-hmm. They also lost the World Series. Like, like, it, it, there's a point of confidence in your guys. Like, guys, last year, Nick Castellanos, and Kyle, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like he hit behind Bryce the entire World Series. Yeah, he did. He hit 125. He went three for 24 in the World Series. He was dreadful. Like, are we going to let Alec Bohm just sit at four because we don't want to mess things up? But uh, uh, but that's how Castellanos was all of that year. I, like, Bohm, uh, it was a time during this season where we're like, Alec Bohm's the best hitter on the team. So how much longer do we give this? I, I, I agree with you that there's more reason to have faith Bohm will get out of it. But what if he doesn't? Okay, but, like, you're also – so you're forgetting the part where Nick Castellanos is also scorching hot at the bottom of the lineup. Well, no, but that's why I want to move him up. Right, but like, but you can't do that because you need that at the bottom of the lineup, and you need like you can't risk like Castellanos seems like a guy who's, who's very set like in his ways. Yeah, like and he's he, set where he he's can, comfortable. You where cannot he is. risk touching that right now. I mean, it's working. They're hitting. They're winning games. Yeah, you can't you can't mess with the chemistry. Chemistry right now, I think, is what this team has going for them more so than anything else. I mean, they're they're playing well, and and they're focused. So to go in there and do that at this point, I, I, I think I think you 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 visit that when it becomes an issue. But right now it's not an issue. Like because it, it was winning. discussed. Yeah, and it was discussed last night. And it start you started to see them not pitch to him, but it's not an issue just yet. 
it, and it probably won't be one until it is one. That's the way these things work, right? Like until they drop a game or let's, let's say, like I wouldn't be surprised tonight if the Diamondbacks walk Bryce two or three times and then Bohm is up with guys on base and, and if he gets hits, great. Toppers, always trust Topper. And if he doesn't, or grounds a double plays, this this thing's going to get revisited here because it's it's extreme right now. They, their cleanup hitter right now is not hitting at all, and their seven hitter is hitting like Reggie Jackson. It, it, this is a it's kind of rare we're watching. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Gary and Whitehall reacted to a Phillies game one one. Hey Gary. Yo, what's going on, Joe? It's been a while. How you been, buddy? I'm doing good. Yourself? Good. What's on your mind? Uh, hey Hugh. Yo. It's been a while, a long while, man. Uh, condolences, brother. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you. Uh, hey, um, let me start it off with this. First pitch. Boom. How's that? Ambush, Gary. A Damn. Th- I mean, pa- uh, I almost said Pat Gallon, of course, uh, from CBS here. Zach Gallon, he tra- he tried to put that ball in, Gary. It was like a 92-mile-an-hour fastball. That was like a cookie pitch for a strike. And Schwarber just, you said it perfectly, he ambushed it. Yeah, exactly. You can't you can't do that. And, and uh, Joe, you, you can't mess up with the chemistry right now. Uh, I think uh, Castellanos is very comfortable where he's at. Um, yeah, Bohm is struggling, but I think he'll figure it out. I- I'm I'm not worried about that. My my biggest thing is uh, I'm so glad that uh, Topper finally decided to keep Bryce in the three hole instead of moving him back to the four hole. So that you know, he's playing an analytics game, you know, lefty, righty, lefty. righty, lefty. Well, he was I, doing I, it I, against lefties, so I. I th- it's interesting, Gary. I wonder what they'll do the next time they see a left-handed starter. Because I think every time they've seen the left-handed starter in the playoffs, whether it be Freed or Luzardo or who is the other kid, Braxton Garrett to pitch for Miami, that's when he's done what you're talking about here. But they haven't seen one in a while because they saw Strider and then they saw Gowan and they'll see Merrill Kelly, another righty tonight. So I don't know if we'll see this, Gary, until the World Series where both the Astros and the Rangers have – have a have a lefty in their rotation, but maybe he won't do it anymore. Maybe he'll just leave it like this. I mean, if I if I do anything, I'm gonna flip flop Castellanos and, and JT at home because JT for some reason cannot see the ball at home. Well, it is we well his splits this year were so bizarre. Gary, it was one of the, it was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen where he hit on the road and didn't hit here. It's it doesn't even make any sense. Exactly. I, I just I don't know. Maybe he's not picking the ball up coming off the batter's eye or something. I have no idea. But uh, um, I mean, the only thing I really had from last night. I mean, hey, like you said, you know, moving and moving around. They're winning. They're scoring runs. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mess with it at all. The only thing I had last night, uh, my bad take was uh, taking. We were out after six. He only had eighty. What eighty-one pitches thrown. It did feel a little bit. I mean, they got to him at the home run. They hit the home run off. Gary, we appreciate. It. I wonder, Hugh, if uh, if Topper was thinking about last week in in Atlanta, right? Because he kept Wheeler in. Yeah, and it got and then, squirrely on. Yeah, him. yeah. I mean, you you think about stuff like that. Stuff that has happened in the past. You tend not to want to make those same mistakes. So I can see that. I can definitely see that. Yeah, let's listen back. The best moments from last night. We do it after the wins. Put together by the great Joe Wechter. A montage after the Phillies game one victory. Tonight, it's the opening game of the National League Championship Series as the Philadelphia Phillies play host to the wild card Arizona Diamondbacks. And the first pitch is blasted deep to right, and Kyle Schwarber has arrived. A leadoff home run on the first pitch from Zach Gallen. It's one to nothing, Phillies. The birthday boy, and he swings and lifts it high and deep, and happy birthday, pal! Harper! 
With a monster drive deep into right center. Hit well to right. Going back, Carroll to the track. He turns, he looks, it's gone. Over the out-of-town scoreboard. And another home run for the Phils. As Castellanos gets in on the party. That's a base hit. Turner around third, he's going to score. And Harper two for two on his birthday. The 0-2 pitch from Zach Wheeler. Swing and a miss. He went after a high fastball, couldn't catch up. Seven strikeouts through four innings for Zach Wheeler. Another 1-2-3 inning. He's retired 12 in a row. Into left center field, a base hit. Harper tight around third, heading home. Gurriel's throw to the plate is not in time. And the Phillies take a 5-0 lead. The runner on at first, 3-2 and the count. Kimbrell's ready. The kick, the pitch. Swinging a hot shot to third. Backhand bone to second. There's one on to first. Game over. Nice. And the Phillies have a 5-3 win over the Diamondbacks here in the first game of the league championship series. What a night for the Phillies, and, and kind of a workmanlike night. Like you know, they had the three home runs, but Hugh, they just buckled down when the Di- when the Diamondbacks scored their runs. There was a couple moments where I was a little bit nervous, like when when Sir Anthony was on the mound. But yeah, you weren't the only one. It was a few people. Yeah, well, there there was an element to the game that reminded me a little bit of Game Two last week in Atlanta. A, a four nothing lead, Wheeler on the mound, come and back. a little comeback. But they didn't. The fifth run really made me feel a lot better. I don't know why five was different than four. I mean, it's it's kind of the same thing. But it just it made me feel like they're not getting all the way back. Well, it felt to me like there was no way they were gonna let the Diamondbacks climb back into the game. And I think that that's the most important thing. You can look like it, it's weird because I guess it's it's a former athlete thing or or something like that. And I don't mean former professional athlete. I just mean an athlete. If you ever played sports, you know what I'm talking about. It's a look that that guys have in their eyes when you know that no matter what happens, they're not going to be denied that moment. Bryce Harper had that look. Uh, JT Real Muto has that look. Our boy Casolino he has definitely the look. has that look. Woo. So it's one of those things where, you know, you just get back and you, you just step back and you let those guys cook and let them do their thing. Uh, I, would even, I would even say Trey Turner is starting to have that look a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's, it's that – it's that combination of, you know, I, I know what I'm doing and, and, that, and that level of aggression that you need to get the job done. You know, it, it's, it's a weird thing, man. But, uh, yeah, they're locked in right now. And I don't I, – look, I have no idea if they think about it in this context. I know I do. I, I mean, I, I think about it that they're the best team left. The Dodgers are out. They knocked out the Braves, who were the favorite to win the whole thing. I mean, I, I can see the light at the end of this tunnel. I, I mean, I can feel – the parade a few weeks from now. They got work to do seven more wins. I mean, they were in this spot last year. They needed a couple more wins to win a World Series. So it's not as simple as just saying it, but there's no reason that the Phillies cannot or should not win the World Series the way I view this team right now. They have offense. They're hitting home runs. They're playing, for the most part, good defense. Uh, Sir Anthony threw the ball in the center field last night. Which yeah, was that was a little squir- got a little squirrely. But for the most part, they're playing good defense. They have every part of this recipe they need here, Hugh, to go finish this thing. I think they sense it. They're like, they, I, I, my sense is they know they can do this now. Yeah, they know they're built for it. Like you said, Topper said earlier, they're built for this. And and the way that they look, the feel that they have when they're out there playing, they they feel like they won't be denied. It, it just feels like they feel that they mm-hmm. won't be denied. They play like it, and and yeah. that's it's awesome to watch. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Let's talk to Steve in Cherry Hill. What's up, Steve? Steve. Good morning. Great game last night. We couldn't be in a better place. And uh, the question I wanted to ask was, when Trey Turner got on in the seventh and he was on second base, as much as everybody wants to see Bryce send another one out, why don't they situationally 
push him over or make him do something that gets Trey to third with one out because Bryce fouled out on the left field line and every run counts with this pitching staff late in the late So in the do game. you want to bunt or are you just like hoping we uh, Harper kind of rolls over a ground or tries to hit the ball to the right side? I, I, I would make him bunt. I don't know if Topper will do that, but at minimum he's got to put one to the right side so Trey is on third with one out. And that run makes me feel way better watching the bullpen hold up for the last couple of innings. Yeah, Steve, I understand your idea. I, I couldn't ask Bryce Harper to bunt right now. I mean, he's just in crushing. He's thing. hitting it so well that I just I want him to swing every and time if, he's up. And if they're down 3-5, obviously you don't do that. But they're up 5-3, and if they're up 6-3, everyone's doesn't need to get a dog or a puppy, like you says, you know? Yeah, well, it's definitely a different feeling. I, Steve, you're right about that. That every run matters. I and mean, we saw it game two in Atlanta last week when they, right. they let. Exactly. And, and, and I, like I said a few minutes ago, last night did remind me of that game. They just were able to hold it down and they didn't let it get away. Steve, what do you think about the Bohm Castellanos thing? Oh, I move, um, I move Castellanos up. And if Bohm's going to get his groove back and hit, let him do it in the seventh hole. He's got to do it either way. Me, move Castellanos up. Steve, you, you and I see it similarly. And, that, and that's a good point on Castellanos. Steve, we appreciate it. Because, you know, Topper's talking about, hey, Castellanos probably gets going at some point. Excuse me, Boehm probably gets going at some point. Kyle mentioned that. Well, he could do it at seven. Like, it's, like it's, he's not, <laughs> he, he can hit anywhere they put him in the line. Yeah, but I, I don't think you want to mess with that middle makeup right now, Joe. I mean, I hear you. But I don't, I don't think you want to do that. And I also feel like these guys are in such a rhythm right now that they're going to come around. I can't imagine being in that locker room and and – Looking at your contributions from from uh, Harper, Trey Turner, and and Schwarber at the top, that you're not feeling a little bit of pressure to 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 Boom. have your night. Yeah, yeah Boom to have that night. Of course he is. So he's gonna. I think he's gonna come around and like like Kyle said. He 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 making good contact is just not going nowhere right now. Well, right now it isn't. I mean, his numbers compared to Castellanos, it's it's night and day in the postseason so far. And I understand like you don't want to mess with success or the, the, on baseball players have like these weird psyches. Yeah, they broke. But I think Castellanos is so locked in. You could hit him first, sixth, seventh, ninth. He's going to hit right now. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine. We'll get to your calls on the other side. Your excitement on the Phillies now up one zero in the NLCS. And should the Phillies swap Bowman Castellanos in the lineup? I say yes. Both Hugh and Kyle are against me on this. They say, no, don't don't mess with it. Don't mess with and it, And I'm man. saying they're going to start walking Bryce Harper, guys. We've got to protect him in the lineup. And we'll let you hear what Ruben Amaro said, what he, who he compared Zach Wheeler to. It is a very, very high compliment, the pitcher he compared Zach Wheeler to. It's coming up next, 215-592-9494 on Sports Radio 94 WIP.